who's got some time for a bottle cast. draft let's get the season rolling once again bottle cast coming at you um so i've been out for a little bit uh got a lot of plates that i'm spinning right now obviously but i wanted to do kind of a post draft um recap and uh see how everybody did there so we moved really, really fast through it, which was nice. Uh, everybody, I, I always say, you know, everybody's get got to get their uh, player boards ready. You know, your player board's obviously been ready for three months. If you are just starting now, you're you're fucked. That's just a little uh, joke, you know. I mean, I know most people have lives and don't have an actual board set up. If you do, God bless you then you're ahead of the curve and, and you're putting yourself in a, in a better position to win. I did a, a little bit of research. I found some sites that had some video of players and, and watched it and uh, kind of worked through it. And, and it helped in my draft this year, although I didn't have a pick until the uh, third round. But I, I kind of knew when I was making my moves that this would be a year that my picks were coming in later, but I just was looking overall, you know, where I would slot the players in and out. And, and after a few years, I'm kind of seeing how people that do this for a living or people that do, you know, quote unquote, the experts, how they do it and why they, they see that it's uh, enjoyable to do what fun they get out of it. So, um, you, you don't have to do a board, but everybody did pretty well. It was, it was, pretty solid and and that might be more of a case of there being more dynasty content online or just more fantasy football content online than ever before and you can plug in dynasty draft mock draft or something into google and and you've got the names that come up there i i figured that was the case for a few people but um for for most everybody that had uh, multiple picks in there. There did come points in the draft where you had to choose between player A and player B. They were all fairly equal, and maybe they played different positions. How did it work in relation to your team? Um, and and there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of terrible decisions made. So that was cool. That was uh, encouraging, and it was a fun draft just to watch from the sidelines for the most part, um, but also to see that people are taking it seriously so that's cool i i commend you guys and and uh, i'm impressed and and um uh very encouraged going forward on this so real quick here looking at the draft uh you can pull up the draft recap uh on the site under reports league and draft um i did change the site around the the uh, uh division artwork I, you know the the 10 minutes that i put into it that's changed up uh the icons are a little bit smaller and the oh the schedule is set the schedule that you see on there is set um just randomized it three times looked over it um 
and there doesn't seem to be there. Are, there won't be any uh, back-to-back repeats or anything like that on there. Uh, your divisional opponents that you play, you know, say that. Excuse me. Say that your opponents that you play uh, are you know one, two, three. You got team one, team two, team three in your division that you play. Um, you play them in the exact same order both sections of the season. So, you know, uh, your divisional opponent one, two, then three, and then wherever it is later in the season again goes one two, three. You don't play a, a divisional guy out of order in there. The last two weeks of the season are divisional games. That's how the system spat it out on the third uh, randomizer, which is fine by me. I'd like to have the uh, divisional games uh, be the thing that uh, ends the, the season. So to have two weeks of it will be just fine, with, especially with so much money on the line this time. So uh, like I was saying, if you go to reports, then league, and then draft, you'll get the just the kind of line-by-line recap of it there. Uh, this, like I said before, this was Mike's, one of Mike's big draft, one of Mike's big drafts. He will have a large draft next year, but he did put a lot of eggs into this year's basket. Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott, fuck, man, maybe I should start this over. Ezekiel Elliott. Went 1.01, no big surprise there. The one super transcendent talent um, that hopefully takes K-Gun from a place of despair to a place of mirth and merriment, uh, especially once Elliott fell behind that Dallas offensive line. Um, This is why Mike was... Uh, you know, he, I don't know if he ever really put the 1.01 up for sale in any trade proposal back to anybody. I don't think he ever sent it back to me. I always asked for it, and I put some pretty good propositions together, but uh, didn't he didn't bite on that, and he winds up with Elliott as expected. The second pick was Josh Doxson. Really, the next three picks, Doxson, uh, Laquan Treadwell went back to Mike and Kagan, and Corey Coleman went to Mayer, jizzing and screaming. Those three wide receivers, you can you can change them out however you want to. I gave Hernan a little bit of shit for going with Dachshund, but uh, that's a fine second pick. You can go with any of those guys, and, it, and it's perfectly fine. Um, I actually preferred Dachshund at second. If, if it was me, I would have done it there. If Treadwell, Laquan Treadwell would have fallen to, or would have went to a different NFL team, then he would have been my second pick. But I, I, I think he will be, Treadwell will be okay in Minnesota, but the uh, ceiling, at least for the next couple of years, I, I think has been um, a little bit inhibited there. Corey Coleman, like I said, to 1.04, to uh, jizzing and screaming mayor. That's a fine pick there. Sterling Shepard, becomes Mike's third first-round pick there. Uh, He's been the hot rocket in the first round in rookie drafts. Uh, I don't think we're going to see anything from um, Victor Cruz, anything resembling the Victor Cruz that we used to see on our TV screen. So Sterling Shepard's going to be just sliding right into a lot of targets this coming year. Derrick Henry, the Heisman Trophy winner out of Alabama, went at 1.06 to Stonehenge Foxes. Milan makes the pick there uh, for the second-graded wide uh, running back in in most people's estimations. 
I think Henry will surprise. I don't know if I would have taken him at 1.06, but I think he will outperform where he was estimated to go, which was the late part of the first round in there. Uh, Kenneth Dixon to Dildosaurus Rex. Again, a little high, but um, in in Baltimore, he doesn't have much in the way of competition, so Sammy might have gotten a steal there. Michael Thomas, I think, is a steal at 1.08. He just slides right into the uh, slot that Marcus Colston vacated in New Orleans. Big wide receiver, and if anybody watched him play at uh, Ohio State, very, very talented. So that's a good pick there for Clubber Lang. Uh, Ron picks up Michael Thomas there. Uh, I knew C.J. Procise was going to go before I had a, a shot to get him. I didn't, Like I said, I didn't have anything until the third round, so I know that Procise... Wasn't going to be available, but if he was going to fall to the second, like I figured, maybe he was going to be a bit more uh, approachable in in trying to trade for him. But he went 1.09 back over to Dildosaurus Rex. So Sammy goes Kenneth Dixon and then CJ Procise with his two first rounders uh, there. And Procise, I like him. I like him. I, I As a Rawls owner, I hate where he landed. I like everything about ProSize, uh, body type, physicality, tools that he brings to the table. And I think looking back on this, right now ProSize at 1.09 might be considered a bit high. I would not be surprised in the least if in a year or two that is considered a, a steal um, for, for that uh, slot position. Will Fuller goes to who's got uh, the kind of take the top off um, wide receiver that went to Houston there. Fully torqued takes the 11th and 12th picks there that I traded first to Hernan, and then Hernan moved over to Taylor. Taylor takes Devontae Booker and Paul Perkins. Nice picks at the end of the round there. Booker, I, I, I think the C.J. Anderson is going to get overtaken. Talk that we're hearing is a little bit overblown. But uh, Booker is definitely uh, talented enough uh, watching him uh, this past season. uh, He's got the skills to do it. Paul Perkins, I hated Perkins falling to the Giants or going to the Giants. um, Since I own two of the Giants' 15 billion running backs that they have there, Perkins shoots up to almost the top of the list there. Um, I hope that I can get, I hope they can squeeze one more season out of Rashad Jennings. Tyler Boyd starts off the second round and we're back into, uh, Mike's pick at 2.01. He will assume the Muhammad Sanu role. I think he's more Muhammad Sanu than Marvin Jones, but uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, AJ Green's going to be seeing triple teams, uh, all year long if, uh, I mean, it's going to be A.J. Green, Eifert, Geo. Boyd isn't going to be up. <clears throat> or not, you know, a lot isn't going to be asked of him for, for a while on this. So it's it's a future pick. Uh, Mike will be holding on to him for a little bit before he sees a return on there. The one pick that came up that everybody I saw or, or heard from online was kind of like, Ew! you know, a little tug at the uh, collar there. Pharaoh Cooper to Bob and Weave. Ryan, the big Rams fan, enjoying himself. He 
Picks a Ram at 2.02. Could have waited on it a little bit. I think Ryan was aware of it. Um, I don't need to go back and forth and, and recap what uh, was said between he and uh, Brian Birdman. But uh, suffice to say, Cooper goes a little bit higher than we thought. But could turn into could turn into something. I, I hope not. I've I got a share of Brian Quick there. And uh, hope we'll hold him off. Kenyon Drake, a good pick at 2.03. Not overwhelming, but uh, Jay Jai, he's, he's not the healthiest guy in the world. So we'll see if uh, Drake can turn around. I like the pick that Clever Lang puts on the board at 2.04. Jordan Howard in Chicago. Um, I... I was impressed by what I saw from Jeremy Langford last year, but I'm not a professional, and a lot of people that do it for a living said that they were not overwhelmed by what Langford put up there. So Howard will be in a position to uh, get some touches right off the bat. I think Langford's more of a uh, outside-working, pass-catching running back, and Howard was one of the guys that I spent some time looking at um, tape on. And he's he's definitely a between the tackles, straight ahead runner. There, it is quite a contrast between he and Langford. So, excuse me, my goodness. Um, it's a interesting puck, and, and like I said, something that should get some uh, work right off the bat there. And and that's all you can ask for in starting to be in the uh, middle of the second round. This wasn't the strongest draft in terms of year-to-year comparisons so I mean really once you normally when you get into the third round you're starting to throw darts at the board but uh, this picked up real quick in the second round as to you know just taking you know closing my eyes and throwing uh, darts at people uh, DeAndre Washington went at 205 to Kagan another running back uh, if you don't buy into the <clears throat> Oakland running back roster that they have on there you can throw it at him. Jared Goff to Stonehenge. Uh, uh, Millen took a he took Mariota last year, and he breaks the cherry, busts the cherry again on the quarterback picks at 206 with Goff. 207, Hunter Henry, the first tight end off the board to Hernan at Los Niners SA. Leonte Carew, 2.08 to Bob and Weave. Again, a pick where the player lost some value going to the team. In Miami, he's uh, – I don't know where he's going to fit in there. He's, he's kind of slotted in behind uh, Parker in that same kind of mold, but uh, quite a bit less talented. Malcolm Mitchell at 209, if you went to – if you started doing a, a rookie uh, dynasty draft today, Malcolm Mitchell might actually be – back into the first round now. So that is excellent, excellent value for um, Sam and Dildosaurus Rex uh, there. So Sam had a pretty good draft, all things considered. Keith Marshall went at 210 to the Who's Gots, uh, a wager that Matt Jones is not going to be able to push through on a whole year what he kind of put up last year. Um, there's not much else beyond Jones there for Marshall. So uh, at 210, a, a fine, fine gamble there. Braxton Miller, the super talented kind of Swiss Army knife guy, uh, went to Houston and goes to Dildosaurus Rex at 211, the 23rd overall player 
off the board there. And then uh, coming across here, one moment. It's uh, the other Mike Thomas goes off at 212 to Brady's a bitch. That might be more of a flick from uh, Brian to uh, Ryan than anything else. But uh, the other Mike Thomas, what the pe people call the bad Mike Thomas, goes at 212. Um, third round, you're starting to really get into the dart throws, the lawn darts there. Uh, Richard Higgins, one of the five wide receivers that the Browns drafted, Josh Ferguson. Uh, goes at 302 to Mike and Kagan. Carson Wentz, the other quarterback, goes to the Brady Bitches. Wendell Smallwood, actually, no, sorry, Wendell Smallwood at 304. He's already getting a lot of buzz at the uh, kind of the rookie mini camp that the Eagles threw out there. So, um, Mayer got some value a couple years ago from John Brown in the fourth round. He might have done it again. He's the, he's the one, I mean, forget running back. He's the one player that I've heard the most buzz out of in the uh, uh, week and a half, two weeks since the draft. So I got a very nice pickup so far at 304, the 28th overall player uh, over to Jizzing and Screaming. Colby Listenby, uh, K-Gun initially, who gives a shit, but uh, he's a wide receiver in Buffalo, which with Sammy Watkins... <sighs> with Sammy Watkins. With Sammy Watkins now being injured, he has some value that went forward. And then I finally get on the board at 306, the 30th overall player. Another Buffalo player who went back-to-back uh, -back on Bills there, Jonathan Williams. Obviously, I needed to kind of double down on running backs there, not knowing what is going to happen with Thomas Rawls. So Williams, the most talented running back remaining. I'm just more of a kind of a talent guy than anything else. I know he's behind two other uh, players that did really well last year, but um, I'll just I'll take Jonathan Williams there, and, and we'll see what happens in the um, uh, summertime. Tajay Sharp at 307 to fully torqued. I don't know much about him. Paxton Lynch, the quarterback, goes to Bob and Weave at 308. Austin Hooper, a player I was kind of looking at, uh, went 309 to Dildosaurus Rex. Some people were saying he's the best tight end in the draft. It's not a great tight end draft overall, but um, he might have you know, had mid to early second round uh, value, or he might obtain that later on in the summer. Sam got him at 309. Demarcus Robinson of the Chiefs goes to the Who's Gots, a wide receiver at 310. Moritz Boderinger, the German freak, uh, goes at 311 to Bob and Weave. Roger Lewis of the Giants wide receiver goes at 312 to the Brady Bitches. I gambled a little bit, traded up uh, just to make sure that I got him because I knew some people were poking around. Um, I was glad that he fell to that particular spot but I had to trade up and I couldn't waste time anymore I got Alex Collins uh, at Seattle a running back there so I've got three Seattle running backs on my roster not a great use of slotting but we will see how uh, they do during the summer and, and hopefully uh, Rawls can kind of 
knock the other two out of the park and uh, resume his resume his dominance there, and I can uh, move my guys accordingly. But um, Collins there, almost just pure insurance at 401. Keenan Reynolds, Baltimore wide receiver at 402. Tyler Irvin, Texan running back at 403. Um, Tulos Niners essay. Keenan Reynolds, I'm sorry, before that went to Bob and Weave. Daniel Lasco, a Saints running back. There's been a little bit of buzz about. Went to jizzing and screaming at 404. I took Jordan Payton, a UCLA wide receiver that I enjoyed watching last year. At, uh, I took him at 405. Tyler Higby, ramp tight end to 406 to the Stonehenge Foxes. The kicker, <laughs> Taylor took the kicker, Roberto Aguayo at 407. Um, Mike basically declared that he was done, and uh, we skipped him at 408. Sam had too many other things. He seemed like a busy guy. Uh, even though he could have expanded out his team and taken another draft pick, he just said, fuck it. He was pretty happy with what he had. Uh, so he asked for the skip. He got skipped at 409. Kenny Lawler, Seattle wide receiver at 410 to the Who's Gots. I took Peyton Barber, an undrafted rookie, uh, got picked up by the Buccaneers, has a little bit of buzz around him. I mean, we'll see. These guys are just, you'd be happy if they get to the practice squad at this point. I took him at 411. And the last pick was Jakeem Grant. Of course, to the Miami Dolphins, Brady Bitches, uh, uh, Brian Birdman, Garbage's favorite team, takes him at 412. So, all in all, like I said, it was it was pretty well researched. There wasn't any gasps. There were there weren't anybody taking. There wasn't anybody taking the first round that was ridiculous. There wasn't anybody that took six hours to make a pick. So, as long as those two things were done, everybody was. Uh, made their picks in a timely fashion, and there wasn't anything too terrible. Uh, it worked out fine. We're still looking for a way to get more trading going on, but I'm not going to make the clock any longer to do it. So I made another trade this year. I don't know if anybody else has done draft day trades, but we'll keep cultivating that, and um, hopefully we'll get a few more um, trades and, and negotiations and, and moves uh, next year as we go along that's about it the one big thing is uh i did submit this i mean anybody can submit a podcast to itunes and i did submit kind of the ones that i had done uh to itunes a couple weeks ago i got an email back saying that everything had been accepted they hadn't put me into the rotation if you do the search it'll just be under Bottlecast, and you do a search on there nothing pops up yet I, i basically submitted all the old files so it should have had the old shows there but um i'll let you guys know if uh, if it comes up on the itunes feed and then i don't know if anybody else uses anything other than itunes but itunes is real simple you hit you know once you subscribe to the podcast then you hit refresh and it just downloads it to your computer and then on to your phone or you can just do it direct onto the iphone if uh, you have an iphone or um, save it as a file and pick it up someplace else with a different type of uh, media that you have. So I, I hope it, it comes out okay, and um, that would be kind of cool. I mean, it's just for us, but fuck it, it'd be fun. And it's it's something that I'm doing uh, in the hopes of doing more of it in the future um, with kind of a, a wider breadth of um, material to work with. So hopefully that goes through. If you see me on iTunes, it'll be 
bitching it, but it'll still just be our little our little thing because there won't be anybody else listening to this. Probably only a quarter of you guys are listening, anyways. Maybe even just one person at this point. <laughs> at uh, so many minutes into this thing. So, anyways, um, have a good rest of the week. If anything else pops up, I'll have another uh, recording up there. Otherwise, keep the trade negotiations going. Um, there's a lot of poking around post-draft. People trying to pick up um, the hot little things before they gain their buzz with the uh, rosters being expanded. So we haven't seen any actual trades go through. People are going to be a little bit more tentative, but um, maybe we'll loosen up as the summer goes along and get some moves done. So anyways, that's it, guys. I will talk to you later. Bye.